that wine is really weird. Can't wait to roast it. <laughs> yeah, it's really making my mouth feel weird. Just drink it fast and then you won't feel anything. Perfect. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, <clears throat> welcome back to the one Friday Night Lights podcast to rule them all. Oh, that sounds like we're trying to start a Friday Night Lights podcast rivalry. I'm not <laughs> saying we're not. I mean, you know, it's not a contest, <laughs> but <laughs> welcome back to Clear Eyes, Full Hearts Plus Booze. I'm Mary Johnson. I'm Katie Elliott. And we're back in... Uh, an the apartment saddle. building, not on a beautiful lake right now. Yeah. Um, and we're alone. All our friends abandoned us. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. We forgot to ask anyone <laughs> to be our guests until the last minute. And then everyone was busy. <laughs> but um, we appreciate your feedback. If you gave us feedback on Twitter. On our poll. And uh, we are cooking up some guests in the future because we're realizing that we can't talk about this alone anymore because too much <laughs> fucked up stuff is happening. I know. We need like an objective third party to calm us down. Because yeah. once again, we were like screaming while watching. Yeah. We were saying that we should film our re- reactions yeah. because like it was basically like screaming holding our faces in horror <laughs> like looking at each other in disbelief like sitting up like really straight and like just shocked yeah guys this episode has it all <laughs> so if Once you want again <laughs> if you want to contribute to all of the online craziness or like vote in polls and see our other reactions to things you can follow us on twitter oh yeah we're twitter at clear eyes pod and we also have an Instagram. Mm. Yeah, so we post some funny pics. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> um, we also have a website where you can actually listen back to all the episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, Clear Eyes, Full Hearts Plus Booze.com. And as always, thank you for rating us on iTunes. Yeah. Um, we got a couple more. And we're they... still holding strong in the new and noteworthy TV section. Ooh, cool. Were we always in a TV section or was it just kind of like, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, and on Stitcher related podcasts include the Joe Rogan experience. I would never listen to that. So bros, if you're out there, thanks. What's that podcast about? I feel like he just like makes <clears throat> rape jokes and then like screams. I feel like actually I'm not like a, connoisseur of joe rogan but i've never heard a rape joke from things that i've heard from him he mainly just talks about like drugs and conspiracy theories but like okay. there's a broy element to it but i don't know if he's like r- horrible or rude but like i wouldn't really hold it like, like put, put it past it, yeah. him you know but yeah. like whatever i mean yeah you're into what you're into <laughs> he's really high like on he's really he's high. really high he's like does well on like itunes and stuff like it's rated high so like there are people out there's just so many like podcasts that are just a dude like mark maron that was also in related podcasts i also don't like that guy i have never listened to that podcast even though everyone it's like the number one thing that people talk about all the time Ugh, like i don't want to hear your weird sex problems yeah yeah no no don't worry we won't tell you what our weird sex problems you guys <laughs> we're here for 
football and teens and murder only. Murder only. And teens and football. Oh yeah, totally. Also murder. Yeah. Well, it's a murder heavy, it's a murder heavy season. <laughs> Never thought you'd hear that <laughs> about a television show about teens and football. Yeah. Listen, rating stunts, they're real. And we, I feel like watching it the first like couple times I watched the show that like I didn't get it. Here's what it was. It's because we were like along for the ride. Oh, true. You know what we I weren't mean? like objectively viewing it. We were just like taken, taken for a ride. We were like, all right, I'm on board with this. Like just Netflix, take me <laughs> wherever you're going to take me. But like episode by episode, it's like holy shit it just piles on yeah it's, it's like almost one thing after another it's like almost unacceptable the level it's, of shit that they just keep throwing at us it's nuts that people only go to the murder to say like season two like what a misstep like i could pull a million examples out of this one episode of like ratings stunts or like like what's the word like diversions from the actual show totally and also like they just drop like plot bombs on you with no context no like lead up to it the timing Mm -hmm. is really bad and we were saying that they were talking super fast in this episode because they had to squeeze so much stuff in yeah it was like like a gilmore girls it was script like you know how like there was like a thing a million years ago about like the physical gilmore girls script was like a million pages Mm -hmm. longer than a normal tv script like that's how the cast felt this episode yeah it was really i didn't know what was going on half the time yeah they were like just talking about anvils and cul-de-sacs probably and we just Mm -hmm. didn't we couldn't even pick it up cul-de-sac oh fuck i hate that so much i kind of like i think i do it on purpose because how much i hate it i like it anyway but it evens out because um did i ever tell you that anecdote about how kyle chandler would like get his script and then there would be like a like a long speech or like rebuttal from coach and they like had a lot of control over like their character oh right right and he would just like take a pen and just like scratch it all out and be like i don't <laughs> think coach would say anything did he like he would make... just like look <laughs> yeah so he'd be like probably erased words from his yeah. thing he's like this is the best acting job i've ever had i barely have to talk at all you know and then it like cuts the episode down by like 40 minutes <laughs> they can squeeze in santiago oh my god they can squeeze in santiago they can squeeze in like buddy driving the whole plot this episode this is the buddy show (laughs) it's officially the buddy garrity show hosted by garrity motors or sponsored by (laughs) garrity motors or whatever oh my god yeah that's what it is yeah pretty much and garrity motors was featured in this episode Mm -hmm. prominently yeah they also have time for like lila's mom looking super young Lila's mom, who's only nine years older than her TV daughter. They have time for weird, like, bromance between Tim and Jason. They have time for Grandma explaining football to Carlota and us. True. Carlota was in this for, like, two seconds briefly. Mm -hmm. Don't forget. They have time for a whole hiring and firing situation. Oh, my God. McGregor civil suit yeah dude I don't know there's too much okay where do we want to jump in where's our entry point into this muddle of (laughs) muddle of madness I kind of want to start with the murder 
because okay. there's been a break in the case and I just want to like make sure we have enough time to mm. like talk about it so it doesn't get you know pushed to the end there's all pushed a lot off a bridge yeah there's not a lot about it but important things are happening now in the murder right so the episode well I don't even know where the episode opens but like the episode begins with like Landry and Tyra being like a cute couple at the dinner table. Oops. <laughs> with with the the Clarks. Oh yeah, I was gonna say the Landrys, but that's too. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Landry. Landry Landry. <laughs> like the naming on the show, they probably I, know. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> They're all named Landry. Like, also the back of his jersey probably says Landry. And like, the dad is named Landry. Like his cop badge just says like Landry on it. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. P.S. This is uh, season two, episode four. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I have the Netflix summary. I forgot right all here. about that that was a thing. Yeah. We did our own Netflix summary pretty much. That was actually it. Didn't we say last time that's what we were going to do? Yeah, but I think ours was like worse than, than the one. <laughs> okay. Here it is. Oh, this episode's called Backfire. So hmm. right off the bat, we know there's going to be consequences. Do you think it's also because Jason's back <laughs> is on fire? The nerves in his back are firing? <laughs> firing up. Yeah, because he can move his little fingers. There you go. Um, when an experimental medical procedure in Mexico offers Jason a slim chance of walking again, Tim accompanies him south of the border that sounds sexual now yes and also south and border are capitalized i don't think that's right that's stupid <laughs> like south of the border <laughs> is not a, a thing place. it's like uh, a direction <laughs> yeah it's just like a regular regular words in a sentence like not proper <sighs> i i'm gonna write a strongly worded letter <laughs> capitalize all the words <laughs> yeah sentence case wait what is it title case okay okay back to the back to the murder back to the landry's back to landry landry and the landry's <laughs> <laughs> that's a sick band name new band yeah um so in the middle of dinner uh landry landry senior mm -hmm. interrupts and says i gotta go yeah, because, like, the phone rings, and mm. he just, like, casually answers it, and um, then ominously is, like, they pulled a body from the river. Mm -hmm. And, like, in that moment, like, you could see <laughs> Tyra <laughs> and Landry, like, shitting their pants, yeah, literally. Like, <laughs> they're both, like, just, like, start chewing really slow. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like, everyone... And actually, this episode is, like, the one like one of the good things it does is like show that like extreme like tension that yeah. they must be feeling like it's it's visceral like your own stomach like ties up mm -hmm. into knots a little bit because like if you've ever experienced any form of like getting in trouble or, or like, like anxiety you're going to or just like ruminating and stewing about something kind of bad or uncomfortable like yeah it's that feeling it times a bajillion probably yeah, and they pull it off really well and everyone else in dylan's probably so stoked that there was like a cool body pulled from the river mm -hmm. like the dad is probably like secretly like okay guys there's a body pulled from the river and then in his head he's like 
oh my god it's gonna be so lit like a dead body and the mom he's like i've been training my whole life for this (laughs) and the mom just like eating her salad like so like as if nothing's wrong Mm -hmm. and they have to try as if there's dead bodies pulled from the river all the time every day and they and landry and tyra just have to like be normal Mm -hmm. um and they just like start freaking out like yeah so landry's guilt like even more than last episode like is eating away at him mm-hmm. they go to church and he feels like everyone in church is like watching him or like talking to him well it's another one of those tropes where like just coincidentally like the sermon is exactly to do with his situation which like literally happened last i was episode. gonna say it's they recycled that yeah thing. and they also have done it in previous episodes religion listen plays a a big role in texas i guess so everyone's really worried about like being unchristian or like doing the christian thing Mm -hmm. to like help everyone more on that later so landry's christian guilt because it's not really catholic guilt but like they might be irish those landry's they look irish landry clark yeah clark could be irish pretty irish okay so in his case it could be catholic guilt Mm mm-hmm and he is freaking out, saying, like, he wants to go to, to the police. And he even is like, I might, like, get off, like, easy because my dad's a cop. And, like, we're kids and, like, the circumstances. Like, he's putting anything, like, drawing any conclusion he can to, like, make himself want to turn himself in. Mm-hmm. And um tyra really doesn't want him to do it because she doesn't want him to go to prison but she also like doesn't she also doesn't want to go to prison (laughs) yeah like but she also knows like i mean human life is valuable blah 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 but like she's (laughs) like that guy was like a scumbag it was self-defense like he was gonna like he wasn't gonna rest until exactly. he like attacked me and like she, finished me off. She probably has like a little more peace than mm-hmm. Landry does because she like she's not like scared for her life anymore. Yeah, and she just knows like the caliber of that type of person. Whereas mm-hmm. like Landry, as a man, understands like yes, he was bad, but it's not the same level. Like it will never really be yeah, the same understanding yeah. of like what like how loaded that type of person is or was. Yeah. He's freaking. He's going to turn himself in, probably. That's where his head's at. They have, like, weird moments, too, where, like, everything's fine, and, like, he's jovial, and then, like, little things will happen. Oh, yeah, the police, like, tried to prank him. They were like, oh, they came up to him in a diner, and they were, like, giving him a hard time, and he was, like, not thinking it was funny. He, (laughs) like, literally thought he was going to be arrested. Do you think that, like, the cops, like, do that to him all the time because his dad's a cop? Oh, yeah. And he, it's like just an, a running joke that the cops like fuck with him. Mm. Like, that's like not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, they were probably just talking to him and he lost it. Yeah. They're probably like, oh, Landry, you found a dead body in the river. You probably are the one that killed him. Lol, and he JK, just like, JK, JK. just like exposes his wrists <laughs> and he's just like, take me take away. Take me away now. Yeah. Um, so the same thing, well, not the same thing, but the cops also like come for Tyra. Mm-hmm. So they want her to come back to the station, answer a few questions, which like imagine. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. Imagine being in that situation. So <sighs> she goes with Angela mm-hmm. to the station mm-hmm. and then it's just fine. Oh yeah. It's great. Everything turns it's out. It's just fine. Great. <laughs> <laughs> we were literally like, phew, like that's the like 
the tension in the scene was like immediately like broken like, yeah like, like dissolved because they were like thank you so much for your great description of your attacker because yeah. we just we got him they like basically show her a pic of like the guy's wa- uh not his wallet his, his driver's ID. license yeah and they're like do you know this guy and they show him the mug shot and then she's like yeah that's the guy who attacked me and then they're like well, great. Like, you did a great job of drawing him. And uh, she didn't draw him. <laughs> whatever. She probably did. They don't have money to employ a forensic sketch artist in Dylan. Or oh they probably God. have the money to hire one of those really bad ones. Like, that fucking idiot from making a murderer. <laughs> oh, my God. Where he's just, like, framed it. And he's like, and it no, was it like looks, it looks exactly like him. And it had, like, curly hair, like, swirls. <laughs> and he's like, it's that's him. So, um, I pulled this off the wall above my marital bed to bring it into this disposition today. <sighs> and, was... uh, like... And you won't take no for an answer. No. So, probably in Dylan, someone draws a photo like that. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, the only murder case in the history of the town. So, like, the forensic... They probably, like, got Matt to do it. <laughs> the forensic artist is, like, revered forever. And then that's the kind of idiot that frames the photo. And then when shit goes sideways, they defend to the death... Their forensic stupid sketch pick. because how are forensic sketches even a thing? It never looks like the person. Sometimes it does, but like I don't think I could look at a sketch and be like, "That's him for sure." I don't think it's helpful. I think like maybe I have face blindness. Maybe you do, because how they do it too is like they have a like gigantic binder of like a million different like like features. facial features, like a million eyes, a million nose. But then also, I don't think I could like describe a person either well enough for them to be drawn like i don't even think i could describe like you we should try that oh my god we should try that um no i i don't think i would have that picture in my head especially like if it was just a split second um tyra gets out of gets like just to leave the police station because all they pulled her in there for was um to identify the guy and the cops are like they're even like this guy was wanted for sexual assault in like two other states. So like, like, thank you for identifying this person. Mm-hmm. Now we know that he's like off the streets or whatever. And then so she's like, whoa, like, okay, like that's it. And it probably makes her feel even more satisfaction about like what they did because like yeah. the cops are literally validating her, like reporting her situation and um, like helping the police. Obviously, they don't know that she killed him, but... Right. But I don't know, like, why... Like, do they even really care to, like, find the killer? I know, right? Like, I wouldn't. If I was, like, the head of that police station, I would be like, well, just dump his body back in the river and, uh... Yeah, we'll get on like, with oh, our lives. he fell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, or, like, yeah, exactly. He fell off the bridge and smashed his head on a rock. Yeah, well, that could have happened. Yeah. Why aren't they ruling that out? Well, I guess they haven't ruled it out yet. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't actually think that they're like he was murdered. I don't think it's an open murder case. They're yet. just like oh, he they'll was probably dead. find something next episode, like a watch. Oh, maybe. <laughs> um, but Landry's dad sees Tyra in the police station, and like he always has this weird, like suspicious, like thing for her. So he sees her, and you're not really sure, like what he's thinking or what it means when he like kind of slowly observes her being questioned about mm-hmm. that guy, because maybe. He knows it was a murder, but the other people might not know it was, it was a, a murder. murder. Yeah. But, like, at the same... Like, if she 
if he suspects her of killing a guy who assaulted her. You can't see me, but I'm shrugging. <laughs> yeah, like, it's a just jumping to, like, 75 conclusions. Yeah, but also, like, is it that bad? No, they should be giving her, like, the key to the fucking city. The key to Dylan. They should be like, congratulations. Like, that's, like, vigilante justice, almost. Well, that's what it is. But, like, like it was self-defense. Yeah. Like, they, they weren't, like, Batman, like, got called because like there was a mm. attack happening. Yeah, Landry's not Batman. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> he's more like Superman because he's so emotional. <sighs> yeah. Well, Batman's like the most emo there is. He lives in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> I think like just Alfred lives in a cave. Does, no, they both live in a beautiful house. With a scary basement. Yeah. That's a cave. Yeah, exactly. An unfinished basement. <laughs> a man cave. That's like the manliest man cave ever. Yeah. There's like weapons and like a car. And like those big like tires that you like push when you're like working out. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> Batman definitely has those. He does. You see it in Batman versus Superman. Oh, I've never seen that. Mm-hmm. And then he has to like pull a chain. Shit. Yeah. He's rich, but he can only afford old tires and <laughs> chains to work out with. It reminds him of the good old days. Mm-hmm. And then shame came. <laughs> um, so Landry, like, is freaking out. He doesn't feel better. I don't. Well, we don't get to see them. Like, no, they basically just have like a bunch of conversations where it's like, I feel shitty. I don't want you to go to prison. I want to do the right thing. I don't want you to go to prison. And then they like go like, okay, break. And then they just go about, about their day until something like, you know, brings it up again for them. Yeah. But they're having a good time, I guess, being boyfriend and girlfriend. Probably. I mean, I don't know. I would, I would be like, sick of Landry I'd be like thanks for saving me but also like please calm down <laughs> yeah you're like literally like Tyra from last episode being like stop being such a baby well like just talk about something else man I know did you see on his wall he had a crucifixorious poster that had like a real band photo of them yeah. like standing in a field were they like on train tracks like the classic teen yeah, like teen I, fake band poster. Like I wonder, like who made that poster for them? Like who took that photograph? For sure, Matt. So another person who's feeling Christian guilt all the damn day mm-hmm. is Lila. Yeah. So again, no explanation. No, just drops no build right in. up. Just we see Lila driving into like a what is it a state school for boys yeah it's like juvie i guess yeah but they like kind of make it seem like it's like state pen like like a like a prison but it's you find out after that it's not but isn't i don't know i don't understand how like a yeah like a juvenile detention center works but they're all wearing like prison outfits they're just like all like under 18 i guess Mm -hmm. um and she's doing so she's part of this she's like doing like outreach this like psycho group called like Christ Teen Messengers mm-hmm. if you recall and so that was part I guess of it to go to a detention center and talk to inmates about like why I think it's a little fucked for like a, a tiny 16 or 15 year old girl. girl to go by herself I know to a like all male 
juvenile like she didn't even go with anyone else from the group there wasn't like a chaperone or a teacher or like a pastor she Mm -hmm. walked like into it by like drove there by herself walked into it by herself was accompanied by someone from the prison Mm -hmm. and then was like harassed by like I wouldn't even go to a normal group of teens by myself yeah. as an adult. Like imagine just being like, okay, teen boys, I'm going to give you a talk about why you should follow like the doctrine of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like that was a, they would that have was a bad situation for her to be in and Christ teen messengers should know better. Yeah. Buddy system. <laughs> and <laughs> bring your bring dad. buddy <laughs> everywhere you go for safety. Yeah. Um, and so she meets this guy named Santiago who is in the thing and he just basically roasts her for being just like full of shit. Well, he has like philosophical questions. Yeah. Like if atheistic questions, if God's real, then why are there wars and stuff like yeah. true? And she like, doesn't know what you'd think would be like Christ teen messenger one oh one. Oh yeah. Like where's the fucking like script you're supposed to follow, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, like, <laughs> Yeah, like a, in case a like the situation goes sideways, like revert back <laughs> yeah. to this text. She probably just should have been like, because everything happens for a reason and God wants us to die. Yeah. Well, I guess she like doesn't even think that like her, the reason that she's so gung ho about being a Christ teen messenger is because she wants to fuck him. Yeah. She's trying to channel all her fucking possible energy, her possible fucking energy. <laughs> into something else and i guess jesus is the easiest thing Mm -hmm. so she she probably doesn't she doesn't have her heart's not in has she even read the bible then probably not it's probably it's like too boring well it's really long (laughs) so she like i guess like wants to so he roasts her and she doesn't have any snappy comebacks for him so basically her new life's mission is like i'm gonna prove santiago wrong i'm gonna show him that like i'm a good christian Mm -hmm. and that like christians like help people and that like god makes you help people it kind of seems like they were setting it up for a possible romantic plot with them totally but then he's really hot he's really hot but then it just kind of turns into like a brother sister type vibe but like they don't even talk to each other after this episode pretty much really they're not friends no Oh, he's shit. like buddy's buddy. Aw. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she tries to convince Pam to like take him in or like give him odd jobs to do. Yeah, like hire and him Pam's somehow. like, I don't know this kid. He just got out of jail. Like probably not the best person like to hang out with you, which like it's prejudiced, but like it's a good mom instinct. Mm-hmm. She was also making a tofu scramble while having this conversation, so we can't be that mad at so, her. So like she has some like she has a good moral footing. A little She's bit like, right now, my life is finally on the up and up. I don't have to touch Buddy's penis anymore. Yikes! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get to eat this delicious vegan food, mm-hmm. and finally, my kids are leaving me alone. Yeah. So I don't need and to And I get to like dress some... like a hot mom and put my bangs to the side. Mm. So she tells Lila like, no, I don't feel comfortable with this. You're going to have to just, you know, get over it. Stop thinking about it. So then, but I guess like, um, she's concerned. So she tells buddy like, Hey, our daughter is trying to like employ this like ex con, but it's not really an ex con. Just like 
Well, she was convicted of a crime. I guess. Yeah. Um, and she's like, isn't that crazy? Like, isn't that horrible? Like, aren't you mortified? And Buddy's like, so you wouldn't hire her, hire him, huh? Like, yes. Okay, fine. And then he immediately, he sees a way to like ingratiate himself into Lila's life again. Yeah. Cause they're kind of like, have like, they're having some like rocky relationship because of the divorce and blah, blah, blah. So Buddy's like a master manipulator this episode. He really... I know. So we were saying that like Lila is only Christian because she doesn't want to fuck Tim and she's only helping Santiago because she wants to prove him wrong that Christianity is good and worthwhile and Buddy only wants to help Santiago get a job because he wants Lila to like him more than she likes her mom. So everyone is full of shit and it all leads back to Tim Riggins being insanely hot. It's kind of like um how everything that happened with kim and taylor is all about beyonce yeah i mean christ works in (laughs) magical ways but that's the question that santiago should have asked like um how if there's a god how come people are fighting over snapchat because snapchat's the best invention of modern time (laughs) we should get a clear eyes pod snapchat that would be cool but it'd be really boring it'd be like I don't even know what our it cats. Be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's what's Lila doing? Lila is pondering over the Bible and Santiago and getting back at her mom. Mm-hmm. And um you know, themes of like helping people and doing the right thing are like everywhere. Like everywhere she goes, it's like about mm-hmm. being a messenger for Christ. So she um Gets a mysterious call mm. that I guess she feels that she has to answer. From God. Yeah. She feels like she has to, f- like, follow that journey. Mm-hmm. But we're going to talk about wine first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cliffhangers. That's Cliffhangers. We've been watching too many Netflix serials. Oh, my God. So we're drinking um, Apothic White. Um which is, they've noted, the winemaker's blend, and it's from California. So it's a mix of, uh, or blend, I should say, of Chardonnay, Riesling, and Pinot Grige um, with vibrant flavor flavors of peach and apricot. So maybe that's why it tastes so sweet. Well, it tastes sweet because it has two sweet wines mixed with, like, a dry wine, mm-hmm. right, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. You know what? I think I need an ice cube because once it gets to lukewarm... It's really gross. It makes it like thicker somehow. Yeah. It, well, it was thick already, but it just tastes like syrup. So, um, and it says that it offers a truly unique wine experience. So Katie, what is your experience, your unique wine experience with this apothic white? Well, it's almost slimy mm-hmm. and it's overly sweet and it is really fruity it's super fruity. I really want to know the percent. Can I see it? I don't think it says on there. Oh, it's 12%. Oh, oh yeah, I just found it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 12%. It's very camouflaged. Wow. Good they package really, design. They really don't want us to know about it. It's only 12. Well, it's crazy. I don't like it. I would rate it. Three out of ten shark stem cells. That's what I was literally going to say. You stole my rating system. Okay, I'm going to 
rate it um, like four out of ten like karaoke dance parties. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I don't like it. Um, so the reason we picked the Riesling, we the picked. Riesling <laughs> we picked this wine that was called Apothic is we're trying to tie it into why um, Jason and Tim took a crazy ass trip to Mexico to Tijuana. Is that, that is it Tijuana? Well, that's what the article said. But where they do the stem cell and therapy. Tijuana is a border town, so that makes sense because it they would just Honestly, go across the border. It seems like it took them an hour to drive there. They go to Tijuana because Jason wants to get experimental surgery. So Jason found out about a doctor who injects shark embryo stem cells mm-hmm. into. Your spine. Your spine for, like, spinal cord injuries. And then it'll, like, help him walk again by, like, repairing the nerves. Like, regenerating the nerve cells that are damaged. And it's sharks. (laughs) Because. Let's just drive that point home. Like, yeah. A, like, that's not vegan. It's so not vegan. That's animal exploitation if I ever heard it. Yeah, but people don't care about that. They care more about babies. <laughs> they do care about babies. Um, so, yeah, it's sharks because of their absurdly high immune system, which is like, I, is that even really a thing? Well, it's a thing, according to the internet. So the shark's immune system increases transplantation efficacy because it's less likely to be rejected by your body. Because of the shark's immune system. So these, the shark cells that are inserted at the injury site will eventually form an infrastructure matrix and facilitate neural transmission and that's quoted directly from tim riggins mouth no just kidding <laughs> tim the the doctor says just goes right over his head but tim had a like a red flag went up when they were like yeah so it's shark dna and then tim's like excuse me what and then they say something like really whack where they're like oh but it's not legal in the u.s because, because the it- fda are bunch of cry babies yeah that's so not him thing tim is being like very like he's that's a not gl- even true if anything the fda isn't strict enough no they are like just like they hello are, every form of birth control that is like killing people left right and center and also like all makeup yeah like totally. there's no such thing as like hypoallergenic makeup it's, it's just there's branding. no regulate regulation at all <sighs> And plus it takes forever to like, once it's approved by the FDA, if new research happens, you can never overturn it. No. And that label will never change. It'll stay the same label for like 25 years. Listen, we have a lot of opinions. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I mean, when I was researching it, so Jason goes to Mexico with like a wad of cash in his hand. Yeah, and but Tim is like flagrantly spending it on beer, like he's trying just to like bribe throwing cops. money and, and like trying to bribe cops, trying to bribe cops, buying beer, saying that he just wants to like hook up with some like ladies. And Jason is like, "That's my stem cell money. Like, stop buying beers with it." So we're supposed to believe that Jason just carries around forty five grand. Yeah, so just in his pocket, like how many how many hundred dollar bills is that? So I don't know that math. We googled this obviously to see what no, is, we're just geniuses. What is fact and what is fiction? So there is 
The shark thing is real. It was like, I guess, a thing that they were experimenting with or that was some no, kind they of do like... It. So that was approved or the leg thing was no, approved? No, the shark thing isn't approved, but they do it in Tijuana. Okay, so they still do it in Tijuana. Yeah, and it's $45,000 for the initial procedure. And then you have to get injections every two weeks for years. That's psycho. To come. And that's $20,000 so a year. would you have to, like, go to Tijuana every time or they, like, send you home with, like, a little baggie of shark DNA, like, hypodermic needles? I have no idea. You probably have to... Well, you could probably... I don't know. Every two weeks, that's so much. You probably have to live in Mexico. So there's a thing that they do in America that's legal. And it's the same kind of like thought process where it's regenerating nerve cells, where they take nerve cells or some kind of structure from your like viable nerve cells like in your, your in your leg. And they transplant those back into your own body to try to repair the damaged nerves at the site of the injury. And that is like a uh, procedure that they do for real. I don't know if any of these things. Well, they didn't do that at the time because it got approved in 2012. 2012. I don't know like if there's any proof that the shark thing works. They said they said it worked on one guy who had crazy amounts of like after like follow up care. Okay, but then like, did he just get better by himself? Did he just like... And then he happened to be getting injected with shark DNA? Did he just will himself to get better? He practiced the secret and he just got better? Or maybe God just smiled down on him. True. God makes an appearance yet again. Mm-hmm. So Tim like goes like kind of back and forth about like whether or not he wants to support Jason in his efforts or if it's like a dangerous thing to to. I don't think he ever in. wants to support Jason. I just think he like A, wants to go to Mexico and B doesn't want Jason to like be alone. Right. But remember when they're in the bar and they're doing the shots and, oh, yeah. and they kind of come to an understanding where it's like, yo, if this is what you want to do, like, you know, I'm glad that I'm here with you. And they do that. Cheers mm-hmm. to walk in, to run in. It's beautiful. So that's like a nice moment where it's like, okay, Tim is trying to like get on Jason's level and understand what he's going through. Yeah, because I guess their friendship suffered. Yeah. And they've kind of been like bickering like old ladies the whole time they've been in Mexico because yeah. Tim just like wants to have fun and Jason's there for like a real purpose. And then Jason goes off on a hateful, misogynistic tirade about prostitutes. You know what? I came down here for a reason, all right? And I know you think it's stupid, but guess what? It's not that. So you go ahead and go out and get loaded tonight and catch syphilis and whatever skanky tail bait, random hooker or whore you can find on the street, but I'm going back to the hotel. And uh, Tim goes to Mexican jail. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, so much this shit happens. Is crazy. Um, but then they're like doing karaoke at like a Mexican bar, and Jason is really drunk, and he's like telling everybody in the in the establishment that like he's gonna get experimental surgery and it's gonna make him walk again, and he really believes it. And I think Tim just like sees how much he believes in it. And then it kind of hits him like how absurd or dangerous it is. And he gets really nervous, like for real nervous. I think it like hits him like the gravity of the situation. So then he does what any sane person would do is call his ex-girlfriend. No, not even girlfriend, like ex. Called Jason's ex-girlfriend. Called Jason's ex-girlfriend, his ex-doing-it partner, who is another teen girl. Mm -hmm. And just is like, yo, Lila. Um, I think this problem 
can be solved by you only and not any adult or authority figure. So why don't you come to Mexico and talk Jason out of getting experimental shark DNA surgery? And then the line goes dead. We don't know. Does she come? Like, so basically what I, when I said that out loud just now about shark DNA surgery, I thought like we're in a like soap opera. Like this is like an episode of passions or something. Well, hello. There was a murder. There was a ex con. There's, <laughs> there's a, almost a car accident. True. There is almost a car accident. Oh my God. Like this episode is, it's like crazy. Every episode we say this, but every episode it's true. And like, I also, I'm keeping in mind, there's so much more to come. When just we in this season. get into season three, we're going to be so bored. It's like, and then there was like a football game and yeah. smashed through the, or ran past the blah, blah. Yeah. And everyone wins. <laughs> Actually, season three is a little, is a little good too. Well, it's, it's a lot good. Yeah. Season three is probably the best season. Like in terms of like actual good TV, it is. It's like yes. the highest high. It is. And like hits that like emotional, like hits you, hits Everything, you where it hurts. And like a lot of good stuff happens in mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And like they deal with the fallout from season two, like very gracefully. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So Jason, Tim, Mexico, Lila. Maybe she's going to go to Mexico to help them. Listen, she doesn't say she's she's not going to. Like, the thing that just bothers me the most is that, like, Tim thinks that that's the best solution. Is, like, Lila will come to Mexico. It'll only take her, like, six days to get here because she's going to have to, like, write all her tests and make sure her homework is covered. It's going to take her 20 minutes because they (laughs) live right by the border. It's fine. She just, like, walks to, like, on the phone, like, hey, I'm just outside the door. Do you still need my help? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. No, it's, it's weird to ask another teen, but, like, does Tim even have any adults in his life that he trusts besides coach? Coach. Yeah, but he's not going to call coach and be like, come to Mexico with your linen shirt. <laughs> his linen shirt would do well in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And he has his sunglass strap, so his sunglasses like, won't get lost or stolen mm-hmm. in like, the busy, in the crowd. crowded streets. Mm-hmm. Sounds like an ideal situation. Well, coach has enough going on at home. He does have enough going on. So in this episode, coach is offered a job, his old job back. Yep. Because of the scheme that him and Buddy cooked up last episode. So, also in this episode, he resigns from the college team. Mm -hmm. Also in this episode, (laughs) McGregor coaches a game, they lose, he gets fired. Yeah. And then he, what does he do? He disputes it with a lawyer at a special boosters meeting. He basically, like, calls a emergency assembly because of un... What's it called? Like when you're fired for Um, no reason, like termination, wrongful termination, wrongful termination, um, because he doesn't feel it's fair that after only two games that they fire him. So buddy thinks like, Oh great. We'll just fire McGregor. Coach will come in and there'll be no problem. So that's why coach like just up and quits TMU. This is crazy. This is a cockamamie. You know, what's the fucking stupidest thing though, is that like, this was one of those like really, 
this is one of those things where coach just like goes like head first into something so stupid that buddy spearheads Mm -hmm. and then it's like he gets home he quits his job he tells tmu like hey i'll hang out for the like the next couple games i'll like you know make sure that this guy's taken care of and that guy's taken care of and the university is like no we don't have time for that shit like if you don't want to work here we're gonna find someone immediately to replace you and you're officially done now so when he goes home and buddy's like oh there's a bit of a situation where like mcgregor is fighting us on this that's something that like he doesn't tell tammy but also like that tammy would lose her shit over and he puts his family in jeopardy don't a don't quit your job until you have another job like rule one of life especially if you have a new baby right he puts his whole family in jeopardy and, and also, he does like, not discuss don't trust it with buddy. Tammy. Don't like, why do you always do what buddy says? I know it happens every time. Like he secretly just loves hanging out with buddy so much. Like whenever buddy's like, come but meet me at this buddy bar. Has so much like self-confidence. Your cat's going crazy. Whoa. <laughs> He's going crazy. He's trying to find his dad. <laughs> oh my God. So buddy has so much self-confidence he doesn't he shouldn't no he has done nothing in his life to deserve so much self-confidence it's unwarranted but people just like fall into his spell that's how like pam lasted angela fell into his Mm -hmm. spell coach is totally under his spell oh my god yeah coach is wrapped around buddy's little finger and like i think coach can like justify it by being like well buddy has so much clout with the team with the community and like my his he has my interests at heart like why would he do anything like without thinking it through all the way or having it like a hundred percent you know done and dusted and everything taken care of before i step in so like he also just he trusts buddy for some reason mm-hmm. with his family's like livelihood and well-being yeah and buddy comes at it like oh i see your family they're like not happy without you meanwhile all buddy cares about is football all he cares about is getting the coach back for the panthers yeah He's, so he cares about getting mcgregor out if if it was a good coach he wouldn't care it's another situation tammy was sad of people pretending that they're doing something for other people but it's really for themselves is that just like how humans work is that just like human nature and how humanity how like the world turns like that episode yeah, of friends like, where it's you like you care about anyone with, other than yourself no like no good deed is like a selfless good deed what episode of friends like when phoebe believes in like that and joey i think is like no like anyone who does anything good does it for them even if it, they don't benefit from it they feel good by doing a good thing therefore it's not selfless and then she does all these things to try to prove him wrong but it's at the end of the day, everything is selfish. I mean, who knows? That's like a big, that was probably like the most serious, like philosophical episode of friends that like ever happened. Yeah. Probably no one made a homophobic joke. Oh, they probably did. They probably <laughs> made 20 homophobic jokes, a few trans jokes and a fat joke to top it off. So eventually, okay. Long story short, coach gets his job back. It's in the paper. It's all over the paper. Yeah, so it's fine. Don't worry. (laughs) Yeah, it was just a dramatic 40 minutes for us. (laughs) Meanwhile, (laughs) Julie is acting like a dramatic 40 years. I feel like my life is going to end if I see her face and hear her voice one more time. So 
Julie is a terror, an absolute demon of a person. Yeah. So Katie and I were like, last episode, she was fucking horrible. Last couple episodes that we watched and reported on. She's been, yeah, she's been miserable. Fucking nightmare. And this time we were like, was she worse this episode? Like we didn't think it could get worse. Like the first scene of Julie is her, like Tammy has just like finished probably fucking cleaning the entire house, doing Julie's laundry. We forgot to say last time when Tam- when Julie said your baby's crying, Tammy was folding, folding. her laundry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. Okay. <laughs> so that happened. So and like, then, so Tammy probably just finished folding more laundry, cleaning the bathroom. Do you think Julie cleans anything? No, Julie. No, she's too fucking dumb. Julie just sits there and like curls her two strands at the side of her bangs, puts on a tube top. She's really obsessed with like tube tops this season. Mm-hmm. I think that's like, like the weird most sparkly lip gloss. And I think then, that's like the most rebellious they can make her. They're probably like, how are we going to like make her like assert her like sexuality in like a rebellious way? I know tube tops only yeah it's where they didn't pull that dress out from season one (laughs) um so julie interrupts tammy's nap and says like take me take me driving and tammy rightfully is like i'm fucking resting and gracie bell just fell asleep a new baby literally swaddled in her arms and she's like you know what i can't really drop what i'm doing right now to take you driving because like the baby's this i'm just doing i will but not now and then like reasonable to any person julie freaks the fuck out and just is like you never do like you always put the baby first like just because i i want to like do whatever reaches and she wakes up gracie bell like julie is basically implying that a like month old baby can just be by itself and chill and fair on its own and doesn't need to be watched or taken care of what's julie's plan so she's a novice driver driver puts the baby in the car with her yeah i know like what is her fucking problem she's an idiot like tammy would never let gracie bell she probably doesn't even let julie hold gracie first of all yeah because she's smart yeah so she's not gonna let her precious beautiful perfect baby yeah like her second chance her a good only daughter good the only good thing in her life go in a car with a demon devil <laughs> like crazed psycho yeah who's like just her she she's wants, out for blood she wants to crash the car yeah she wants to fuck up everything life. exactly because she wants some attention to be put on her even if it's like horrible yeah julie i i don't even know like were the writers like let's make her the worst person who ever lived or were they just like yeah like typical teen i don't like, know she is so so bad like unwatchable uh, yeah she, it and, was... like the fact that people like could watch this and not think she's horrible like this is why we need our moms on yeah because <laughs> if we were like if our moms come on and they're like yeah you guys are pretty self-involved i would be like okay explain a situation where i was that big of a demon and then maybe i would be humbled and be like okay you know what fair <laughs> they they probably have a couple examples up their sleeve 
I really feel like no, though. <laughs> I mean, that's like that's pretty reprehensible to wake up a baby on purpose. Yeah. And she's not even like when we were when we had siblings, we were little. Mm-hmm. Like we weren't like fully functioning human beings that knew the consequences of our right. actions. And there's always like jealousy among siblings, especially when they're little because they can't like. Well, Julie acts like a toddler because like she can't like communicate what's what she's feeling or why she does the things she does, which is like what little kids do. And they just have to like teach them to be nice. But usually like toddlers are respectful quickly of babies because they understand that they're fragile and small. And Julie is like, just strap that baby up in my back seat and let's go driving on the freeway. And I promise I won't get on the wrong exit and crash into the car beside me and I didn't check my blind spot and stop yelling at me. Okay, so you're just gonna keep me locked in the house, not let me drive, not let me date who I want? That's what we were talking about. You know what, I'm gonna go date this week just despite Oh, well, that's really mature. You. Come, Julie, come back here right now. I guarantee so Do you even want to date the Swede, Julie? Like, obviously, she probably doesn't because the Swede's disgusting. So, I think... The Swede is, like... I can smell him from... He smells like oil of oregano. Ugh. <laughs> that's probably why his skin he and hair like are so oil greasy. oil of oregano and patchouli. Yeah, that's why he's so greasy. It's, like, literally rubbed all over him. Ugh. So, like, here's my theory. I think that, like... Even the last season, or not season, last episode, Julie was, like, into the Swede. I think, like, her saying, like, well, now I'm going to date him just to spite you implies that she's had some sort of, like, tiny, teensy awakening now that the novelty is worn off. Because, mm-hmm. like, she's not with Matt anymore, so it's not, like, you know, forbidden love or, like, a hot, like, summer crush. It's, like, this could be a real thing. So then when she attempts to, like, hang out with him, she... Like, even when she, like, first approaches his house, she's like, oh. Like, there's, like, some hesitation there. Because she sees his, like, bin of empties. Ew. His life is so gross. <laughs> oh, my God. People that come into my house probably oh see my, God, my shelf wait. of empties and they're just like, ugh. But also, like, the Swede is not that different from Tim Riggins. I was just thinking, like, if I walked... Okay, this is what I literally was just thinking. If I walked up to Tim Riggins' house and saw that recycling bin of empties, I'd be like, Tim. Like, <laughs> oh, Tim. Like, yeah. drunk again. Like, just drunk and being adorable. That's why hot guys get away with so much shit because they're just... Do you think it's like... <laughs> I'm like scratching my head. Thinking caps, you guys. Um, There's a weird, like double standard and it's because this Swede smokes weed oh they're like he's a pothead because she sees his pipe his like water yeah pipe or i don't even know what that is his bong kind of yeah something it doesn't it looks like what a stoner would have because it's like weird looking and technical Mm. it's like a piece of glassware on his table (laughs) she sees his collection of crack pipes on the table so it's like oh it's okay to be drunk every day like literally go to practice drunk or hungover but But the minute you're like you also smoke weed like you're garbage but that's just american culture though because like alcohol consumption is like part of the western culture but in North America, America, it's a war on drugs, though. So, like, people get to sent to prison for, like, marijuana-related right. offenses. But it's the same here. But not, like, to the same extent, though. Right. So, yeah, it definitely is a double standard because the Swede 
does an illicit activity because he's probably mm-hmm. old enough to drink. But like Tim drinking is illegal too. I know, but people just get also like Tim drinking and driving and drunk. I know. Like hurt people. He is on the football team though and he's really hot so he's allowed to do anything he wants. Yeah, the Swede's not so hot this episode. No. And so he's kind of like annoyed that she's there too because he's like, oh, like me and Jimmy and Skinny and Jonesy. (laughs) No one good could ever be named Jonesy. If you have a friend named Jonesy, dump him now. Yeah. All his friends are like psycho like bro nicknames. Like Skinny Pete. Skinny Pete. (laughs) Skinny Pete's cute though. Yeah. Like they all have like fucking stupid names and he's like, we were going to go to like this fucking weird arcade like the beer night at the the like creek hole the or creek something. yeah the dry creek or something and which i thought was like julie's like flashback to the doing it cabin <laughs> yeah she, that's what i know she's like what's the creek <laughs> like it's like a horror movie yeah um so he's kind of just like oh yeah shit like i forgot like you're gonna hang out with me and i made these plans with jonesy and jim bob and skinny pete and um but like let's just all like go together trying not to cry because she realizes he doesn't give a shit about her she doesn't give a shit about him it's just a garbage situation and like look what you did you alienated your family for this piece of shit mm-hmm. so she runs out of his house crying um again probably tripping over a million disgusting things and to the door mm-hmm. um and I think like Tammy planted a seed and that's in her head. And that's kind of why she could kind of like put him into perspective and like the situation she just walked into into perspective. Cause Tammy tells a story again, a Tammy origin snippet. Yeah. We should come, we should really compile. And these. then we could have like an actual book about it. Like a, a or a blog post on our <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> Um, Tammy says like when she was in high school, she was obsessed with this like hot older guy who Doug Odom, Doug Odom. And they had sex at a 4th of July party. And then horrible. It was probably like outside. They probably had sex outside. Yeah. Like in a pool, like under some like Ferris wheel, like on an inflatable raft. Oh, we know what they probably did it like in a Ferris wheel bucket. Yeah. Or like under some Something. ride. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like they probably like stands. paid a carney to like stand guard while they like Ugh. did it. Well he probably did. Tammy was just like, This, this is, is romantic. Great. Yeah, poor Tammy. So Tammy so, was like Again, another reason why she's like so like crazy about sex. Because her first time was horrible. Yeah, and it was probably, like, a lot of shame attached to any kind of sexual experience, like, out of marriage, too. So it's just, like, every time that she had, like, an awkward sexual encounter, it wasn't, like, yeek. Like, that was weird and bad. Like, on to the next. It was, like, a shameful experience. Anyway. I slept with him that night, and that was the first time I'd ever slept with anybody. And I woke up the next morning and I thought maybe we were going to be boyfriend and girlfriend and I saw him that next day and he treated me like I didn't really matter. Like what happened didn't really matter. And it was like a cautionary tale, but it wasn't like a... Yeah, it wasn't like dump the Swede. He's a disgusting garbage monster and you should be with Matt. She wasn't like, 
laying it all out. And like she wasn't like, I forbid you from seeing him. It was like, do what you yeah, want. Yeah, and they even like go and unground Julie. Yeah, they, they, they're trying to, well, I mean, they should probably keep her grounded based on just her based attitude. On behavior. No, no, but like based on the fact that she doesn't learn when she doesn't get in trouble. Yeah. So I think that's why Julie it's like a bit of a wake up call and she really sees his attitude as problematic and not just like an aloof, older, hot, cool guy. Yeah, because Julie doesn't want to be like casually dating as much as she says she doesn't want to be like monogamous like her parents, blah, blah, blah. But like she like she obviously like wants a boyfriend. She's a regular Rory Gilmore, like mm. tries that casual shit. And then it's like, nope. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to see Logan in a couple episodes. It, it all comes back to Gilmore Girls. All roads lead back to Stars Hollow. <laughs> Where they lead, we will follow. Um, on that note, so that's about all I want to say. So that was just like, you know, very, that wasn't a lot of information, was it? That was like, that really was f- just like a light episode. Yeah. Nothing crazy happened. Mm-mm. Just status quo. Yeah. Kind of bored actually. I know. Like, ugh, I can't <laughs> believe we have to watch next week where there's like a possible threesome in Mexico and like and Tijuana. <laughs> Man, if I have to sit through another threesome in Tijuana, i tell you I what. Mean, fool me once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. I mean, we already did the plug stuff at the beginning. That was because uh, we knew it was going to get crazy. Mm hmm. Um, but in case you guys missed it or you want to hear it again because you just love hearing about it, Twitter at Clear Eyes Pod, iTunes, <laughs> search Clear Eyes Full Hearts Plus Moves. <laughs> yeah, I guess that didn't really work. Um, yeah, follow us on Twitter at Clear Eyes Pod, Facebook, Clear Eyes Pod, Twitter, or sorry, Instagram at Clear Eyes Pod. <laughs> Our website is www. You don't have to put in the www. Your eyes, full hearts, plus boobs, colon, forward slash, forward slash. Um, and if you have any um, thoughts on what you want to hear, if you have thoughts on um, guests or lack of guests, if you have thoughts on shark stem cell science mm. if you have any medical knowledge or really any practical knowledge about anything we <laughs> like try to talk about but fail at please please you can reach out to us on social media it's pretty much where we live when we're not here oh we also have an email you can email us if you want true clear pod at gmail.com do it yeah we love to hear from you um until next week and we have a very special message. Oh yeah, we do. Okay. <laughs>